Thank you. That was a really very, very good talk. Thank you so much. Uh, since you have mentioned the mercy petition so yes. often, I think you should yes. give us now a clarification, <laughs> one. Uh, secondly, I also want to clarify that Punjab was very much in the revolutionary mode at that time, mm. uh, you know, in the in, in the early 20th century. And it was already Ajit Singh was there and the, the Gadda Party Chai. movement was Gattar already... Gadda Party still in the 1930s. Well, it had already... No, no, but it had already... We can have this discussion yeah. later. But I just Let's wanted to point out, I can share some information right. with you on that. Thank you. So the, the most contentious issue, which is the mercy petition, and I'll need some time for this, please. So, uh, uh, and this comes up again and again. And, you know, uh, I don't think this was such a big issue, even during Savarkar's lifetime itself, or even uh, as recent as till the time when, you know, uh, Manishankar Iyer desecrated that whole uh, Swatantra Jyoti that was set up in uh, Savarkar's memory and after that you had A.G. Nurani who wrote this book uh, demonizing him and that is when everyone picked on to this oh he was a coward he wrote mercy petitions. Now the fact of writing petitions was a legally permissible uh, uh, means that was available to all political prisoners just as having an agency of a lawyer to defend yourself was. So in fact when Narayan Rao his younger brother approaches Mahatma Gandhi and says you are so powerful in this country and this is in the 1919-1920 and why don't you intervene and help my brothers uh, come out. Gandhi himself says, please ask them to send a petition. So if if uh, writing a petition was such a you know depraved thing, uh, this would not have been. So this is a polemic that has just come out uh, now. So uh, now let's just examine what exactly was written in these mercy petitions too. So. Uh, by 1913, uh, after all those tortures that they faced in the cellular jail, he, Savarkar and other prisoners, they started a series of hunger strikes uh, in the prison. And they refused to, uh, you know, uh, comply with the rules of uh, Barry, who was the uh, uh, person in charge of the prison. And the rest of India was blissfully unaware of what all torture these people were undertaking. So a lot of information about their tortures were smuggled out of the jail. And there was also uh, attempts, uh, clandestine attempts that he made to start bomb manufacture in Port Blair, which came to uh, attention of British authorities. All this woke them up. And then you had Sir Reginald Craddock, who was a member of the Home Department, who was sent to Port Blair to interview some of the political prisoners. And he interviewed Savarkar, Barin Ghosh, Nand Gopal, Rishikesh Kanjilal, Sudhir Kumar Sarkar, all of them. And they were all asked to send their petitions, saying, whatever grouse you have, you please send it. Now, as I said earlier, as a barrister, he knew the law and he knew what all he could do with it to, uh, you know, escape. And uh, you can do a lot more for the country being outside rather than being holed up in that hell hole where you can contribute absolutely nothing to the country. So, and in fact, he uh, advised most of his other prisoners too, even if they went on a hunger strike, saying you eat more, you know, become fat on their expense so that you can fight for the country. Don't do this uh, Gandhi thing of fasting to death and all that. It doesn't serve anyone's purpose. So, this was an ideologically completely different viewpoint. So, in his first petition that he uh, wrote on 14 November 1913 to Craddock when he came there, now, there was a dichotomy that was there. On the one hand, you know, a, a convict who was convicted of rape and murder and theft, common crimes, they were given six months of all this torture and then depending on their good uh, behavior, they were either let out into the settlement or to, you know, work there, bring their families or do anything or they were given promotions uh, within the prison itself. But when these people asked that, they said, you are not, you are special class prisoners, you are not, uh, you know, uh, 
ordinary convicts said okay if we are special class prisoners if we were in india in, in an indian jail in a mainland jail we would have earned remission uh, of our sentence we would have got to meet our family members a little more we were meeting them only one once in one and a half years writing a letter once a year uh, all these other things when when you when they asked for those as special class category prisoners they said no no but you are an ordinary convict so that first resolve in your head what are we are we ordinary are we special depending on that give us what we uh, you know whatever we deserve and in that he says uh, in the same thing i am not asking for any preferential treatment though i believe as a political prisoner even that could have been expected in any civilized administration in the independent nations of the world almost saying that you know you are an uncivilized country though you call yourself a democracy and all that but only for the concessions and favor that are shown even to the most depraved of convicts and habitual criminals now the last part of that which uh, is often quoted out of context and made into this huge hue and cry of that petition the mighty alone can afford to be merciful and therefore where else can the prodigal son return but to the parental doors of the government now this is uh, left to a lot of open interpretation now this guy was a master with words so one could also argue that this was a biblical reference of the prodigal son so was he appealing to the religious sentiments of his incarcerators and saying you know uh, i am coming to you that way so it doesn't really and nowhere in any petition does he say i'm sorry for what i did it is not an apology i have done this these are my rights please give me what i want now immediately after that uh, in fact cradock himself on his way back uh, he writes a report on the ship itself and he says savarkar cannot be said to express any repentance or regret for whatever he did and he also says so important a leader is he that uh, the european section of the indian anarchists would plot for his escape which would long before be organized if he were allowed outside the cellular jail in the andamans his escape would be certain his friends could easily charter a steamer to lie off one of the islands and a little money distributed locally would do the rest so the government really rejected his petition and they wanted him there now with the outbreak of the war in 1914 uh, you know a lot of people uh, um, prisoners were being released uh, political prisoners particularly and gandhi himself at that time was actively campaigning for recruitment into the uh, british army and in fact gandhi says England's need should not be turned into our opportunity it was more becoming and far sighted not to press our demands when the war lasted and so marching from village to village in gujarat he actually recruited uh, volunteer cops for uh, the, the the british war efforts and so savarkar also said let me out so that i would also like to volunteer for the war but even there he adds a caveat which says if the government thinks that it is only to effect my own release that i pen this petition or if my name constitutes the chief obstacle in the granting of such an amnesty then let the government omit my name in their amnesty and release all the rest of the political prisoners that would give me as great a satisfaction as my own release would do now can these words be those of a coward or an opportunist stooge uh, and with the end of the war uh, you know george the 5th's uh, royal proclamation which said everybody there's going to be a wholesale amnesty given to all the prisoners political prisoners including those uh, of the non cooperation movement who had hardly spent 2 3 months in prison uh, 
a lot of revolutionaries were uh, let off, which included Barin Ghosh, Hem Chandrada, Sachindranath Sanyal, Trilokinath Chakravarti, Bhai Parmanand and others. But only the Savarkar brothers were held back. And in fact, Sachindranath Sanyal in his autobiography, Mera Bandi Jeevan, he writes that I wrote an identical petition as uh, Savarkar did, but I was granted uh, uh, freedom, but he was not because the government fears the brothers. Uh, the, the, sub, the fizzled out revolutionary movement in Bombay presidency would uh, revive with their, uh, you know, getting out. And most of these petitions, actually, even the British knew they didn't mean much. Sachindranath Sanyal also wrote a petition of mer so-called mercy petition saying, I will abstain from politics. But then immediately within no time, he went and got involved in the Kakori case. And then he was one of the brain behind the HSRA and, uh, you know, getting Bhagat Singh on board. So most of these petitions, everybody wrote it to single out one particular individual and say he is a coward, he is a this and that. I think that is extremely unfair. And uh, so as I said, nowhere in any of all these petitions does he mention uh, an apology for what he has done, uh, you know, or his revolutionary past. He asked for his legitimate legal rights, which had to be given to him, which was not done. And right, as I said, right from invoking those Fugitive and Offenders Act, not giving him a jury, not giving him an unfair trial, it was unfairness all through. So uh, I don't understand where, uh, you know, the, the fair play can be only both sided. Uh, yes, Lord Desai. Technically, Savarkar was not released. He was just yes. put in Ratnagiri yes, under house arrest. And when you said he did not take part in politics till 1937, because 25 years ended only in 1936. No, but he had two life imprisonments. No, no, no. That, 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 that they committed to one, hmm. but even that one had to be served. Yeah. Not in Nandama, but somewhere else where he would be, Kept he would need permission to do anything yes, at all yes. to move out. True. So it is technically not released. Yeah. Not like Sanya. It yeah. is not released. Yeah. Yes. Uh, you spoke at length about his life starting right from his birth to the lot of works and activities which it took till yeah. 1937. And you told that uh, while he was in, in Ratnagiri, retained in Ratnagiri, he was not allowed to go out of Ratnagiri. Yeah. He um, initiated a lot of social reforms. Yeah. So can you elaborate a bit more on these social reforms and also what he did after 1937 to 1948? That would need another one hour and Anuj is going to kill me with one of oh. Netaji's guns. So. Yeah. <laughs> Because yeah, because, uh, because whenever we discuss Savakar uh, with our so-called intellectuals, that means leftist people, what they say that he was involved in the post-independence Hindu-Muslim riots and he was also one of the person who was involved in assassinating Gandhi. So, is there any evidence of the claims that they make or this is just fiction? No, not at all. Uh, so, I think that uh, so Rahul and Srijan would have to invite me again to for the second uh, part of this on the social reform and his part in the freedom movement. But just to give a brief uh, this one. So, this whole idea, he started even in the cellular jail, he noticed uh, so, if, if you saw in the, uh, I even mentioned in the 1857 thing, he talks about Hindu-Muslim unity, he he eulogizes Bahadur Shah Zafar and all of that without any, this thing of, a, you know, he's a Muslim and so I need to uh, look at him differently. But his experience particularly in the cellular jail with the uh, with some of the warders who were all Jamadars, from, the Pathans from the Northwest Frontier Province, he writes about it candidly in his own, uh, you know, uh, memoirs where he says, uh, all it, when you're undergoing that kind of torture, you know, uh, like the kind I mentioned, all it, they said was, you know, you 
you eat beef you become a muslim we will give you less punishment so he said and there were separate kitchens for hindus and muslim uh, prisoners uh, the hindu prisoners were much more than the muslim prisoners in uh, cellular jail but slowly the the numbers on the other side started increasing he says every day we would see one new man sitting on the other side and it was not it was just inducement it was not a conversion by faith uh, he said I, and he states very candidly that if it's a conversion by one's change of heart i have nothing against it this is either by coercion of or by you know he has no other option and allurement and that is why i am uh, i don't approve of this and so he complained to the jailer and the jailer said uh, okay he was a british guy he didn't understand all this hindu muslim nonsense so he said why don't you convert them back to hinduism he said but we don't have this concept at all our shankaracharyas don't have any uh, this one so then he uh, you know uh, uh, dayanand saraswati and the arya samaj philosophy he uh, invoked to do shuddhi movement so he launched the shuddhi uh, or reconversion movement uh, right in the cellular jail and he said yeah all it needs is i will give you argya and tulsi uh, this thing and chant some verses from the gita or rama tulsi uh, ramcharitmanas and you become a hindu and all through his life his thing was numerical strength and he was not a particularly religious man at all it was a uh, and in his hindutva too uh, i mean there are various versions whether he turned atheist uh, one really doesn't know from ashtabhuja bhavani and invoking her to becoming an atheist there is a varied uh, versions but uh, he, even in his book on hindutva he says it is very different from the religion hinduism and uh, this is a uh, uh, as ratan ji mentioned it's a geographical and cultural unity of the country that we're looking at where there was no the, even the term was arya samaji sanatanis jains buddhists sikhs all of us need to come together as one group to ensure that we are in a majority otherwise uh, considering the kind of molemento reforms that were happening he was he was anti-ritual anti-ritual some say he was an atheist there, there are various views on that i don't want to get into that so uh, so 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 that was his hindutva which was inclusive and in uh, so the the whole asindhu sindhu paryanta that he says from the from the you know indus to the seas anybody who considers this land as his punya bhu and pitrubhu uh, and pitrubhu again people you know confuse it and say oh it was a nazi construct fatherland pitru is not father it's our ancestors you do pitru paksh mein puja karte hain pitru so this is where this is the land of our ancestors and this was again directly an answer to gandhi's khilafat movement where you know you had people being mobilized on communal lines on religion uh, for the cause of a sultan of turkey caliph uh, to save a caliphate where the people of uh, turkey themselves didn't want him and mustafa kemal atatürk uh, you know threw him over and got a democrat why should indian muslims be galvanized on a religious communal basis when all you're talking was uh, you know secularism and all of that and the the disastrous effect of uh, the khilafat movement in terms of riots the mopla rebellion the the cohort and uh, different parts of india so the hin- essentials of hindutva that he wrote in prison in ratnagiri in 1923 which again was smuggled out and published by his brother was all a response to all that he saw in prison what was happening in politics in khilafat in all of that and it slowly became it became ado- adapted adopted by the rss by other groups etc into different versions of it but his hindutva was very very different and he had he was absolved of and yeah even when when this question so only do uh, what what happens to the muslims and christians who were not born in, in india in uh, or who were born in india but their 
holy land is somewhere else are they not hindus he asks questions and answers that them himself in his book he says what do we do with people like sister nivedita or annie besant uh, you know who are not uh, born here but they are as much uh, devoted to this country as any uh, hindu is so such people can be considered as this thing so exceptions can be made so his concept of hindutva was all inclusive and it was not at all divisive as is made out to be and this whole canard of him being involved in the gandhi murder is also just that a canard and he was absolved by the uh, the 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 uh, the commission uh, the the judge the the trial that took place much later you know uh, the the jail kapoor commission was established and so on which was which tried to again implicate him and he was put under surveillance and all of that so but then the 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 court in the eyes of the law he was let out because it was a very very flimsy thing he told nathuram godse yashasvi hoon ya uh, gave a gun and said you know go become uh, victorious and come back and these were just hearsay with somebody told somebody and so on and so forth so that's a huge story in itself which can be dealt with at length but in short so all through his role even in the hindu mahasabha as the president or his shuddhi movement his entry to temples said uh, if you have this scourge of untouchability then you can't blame the untouchables that they are so called untouchables i shouldn't use that word but so called untouchables to uh, when they are they, they voluntarily go away into other faiths so consolidation of the hindu group the hindu sangathana and the shuddhi movement these were the two main movements that he ran in ratnagiri and as a hindu mahasabha president too uh, it was always about militarize uh, make uh, hinduize uh, the politics and militarize hindudom so which is to a large extent what is happening today and he told in his lifetime that i will be criticized all my life but much after my death is when people will realize uh, my importance and they will come around to agreeing to my viewpoint so be it his economic policy on the one hand where gandhi was talking about charkha and gram swaraj he was saying industries uh, a capitalist model is what uh, is needed for india and her growth you need modern science he mocked gandhi when he said the bihar earthquake was caused because of uh, caste system and god's curse he says if a person so influential as gandhi also you know invokes such stupid things then what to talk about the teeming millions who are illiterate so at every level he posited himself as the strong opponent ideological opponent uh, to gandhi and was never in a disrespectful way and both of them met at several points in their life uh, they had disagreements uh, arguments and all of that uh, th- those were a different times where you didn't look at your opponent as an enemy so unlike what we do now i think this is such an amazing talk i was spellbound actually i had, I had to go somewhere and i was thinking i'll, I'll leave sometime but i couldn't leave Thank so you, so i must must say that and this is this is also such a a story that needs to be written in yes and as a publisher now i'm always looking for stories and one of the thing that struck me is you know there's like secret societies happening with 16 year olds and then they're going off to europe and all this transnational chase is happening and so i'm really inviting people to write this as a wonderful story there'll be more interesting than harry potter as somebody just said <laughs> because uh, somebody was actually commenting on the 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 saffron swords book and some high school girl actually said this is more interesting than harry potter so certainly this story is is like that so it'll be really really wonderful if we can get uh, 
you to write a book or other it's, people to the write the book is coming and i have my publisher sitting okay, here okay wonderful wonderful so it's coming in two volumes the okay. first uh, volume is coming out in early august uh, okay. which covers exactly this period from yes. 1883 when he was born to 1924 savarkar echoes from a forgotten past uh, and the second volume would cover the rest of the from his release uh, conditional release to his death and i think one one of the other aspects is to actually get out a, like a like a children's book yes. you know like like a book like that i think using your book as the historical yes. source yes. And, and, web, and other people to you know, write film, films and web films series we very, were discussing very uh, yeah very inspiring thank you so much this talk on coinciding with the release of your book <laughs> thank you wonderful wonderful thank you thank you and whenever i read about the you know the torture he's gone through I just think you know the anger comes for British, but when the reactions and I read after that is was Savarkar a coward? So what is wrong with us? I mean, don't we realize that you know Britishers were vile rulers and that we need to condemn them rather than condemning our freedom fighters? And I'm not I'm not saying you. I'm saying the people on Twitter and Facebook, etc. And it surprises me. And then there is left and right movement. Are we just forgetting that you know somebody else needs to be condemned? I mean. i couldn't agree more and i think that that's the sad part where history gets dragged into contemporary politics uh, and becomes uh, the football for politicians in their election and in the ugly election campaigns that we see then naturally history is a casualty and it's very very sad it breaks my heart when i see uh, rahul gandhi mocking him oh give me i'll write a petition what are we talking about i mean uh, of course we can't expect much better from him but uh, <laughs> nonetheless uh, nonetheless anybody else whoever all the twitterati all the uh, outrage uh, gangs uh, all of them need history is a serious discipline and it needs a lot of study and research and just in 140 240 characters uh, you can't uh, summarize the legacy of a person who has led such a stormy life and contributed so much to this country thank you, thank you very much.